Uh, wow. Welcome to episode number 90 of the freaking Keep Up podcast. Where I'm really proud of us getting this far. It's it's something like 90 and 100. We're 10 away from 100. We're 10 away from 100, which means I think we need to legitimately, seriously start planning for it. Like, I know we've talked about ideas. Can we pull that off, though? The, I, I want to do the longest one ever. The longest one. I mean, we can certainly hit the longest podcast ever. Right. The uh, longest of ours, but the longest in history. I want a record-breaking podcast. Put us on the map. We've done done a hundred episodes. I think we've earned it. <laughs> we've, uh, you know, at this point, let's combine them all together and make one super podcast. Ooh, <laughs> something just flew up single, into the sky. I spit everywhere, but a single little fly. You know, with the amount of podcasts that have like failed or we've lost, we've mm-hmm. probably. Probably We're probably at a hundred. Because <laughs> we do have but, some interview episodes that we've done mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It would be cool. Uh, dude, I want to do the longest one so we can bring in guests like at random times. We can't. Well, we... Mm. <sighs> We're 10 away. So that at least, if we're gives on schedule, time. 10 weeks. 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what it gives us, hypothetically. Almost a few months. Um, but... Right now, we need to focus on episode number 90. Right. We got to get through our content. We're here. I hope people from the beginning are still watching us. I think I think <laughs> I said are. that weird. Yeah, I know I knew what you meant. <laughs> you I know. know what you mean. Like I hope they still enjoy our content. I think so. The majority of the people that I know that have either like, either like picked up late, have gone back and listened to some, or mm-hmm. started with the first one, mm-hmm. and like caught up or have been listening. I don't know. I think we got. I think we got those people. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yes. Uh, what's up? What are we talking about? Kick, S- kick us off, Timothy. Oh, oh. so I had. I found an item. Well, not I found. Mom found an item the other day that made me realize we were in the future. Okay. It was an item that I would never imagine being made. And I was like, oh, man, this is, I'm in the future. This is the future now. Right now. What is it? Peanut butter flavored bubbles. (laughs) What the, what? So it's a dog treat. And it's a, uh, you know how you get bubbles, blowable bubbles, you know, like. I'm familiar. So these are bubbles that are flavored like peanut butter. And made without chemicals. So, the you know, you play with your dog by blowing a ton of bubbles and the dogs eat the bubbles. So, of course, I had to try some of this miracle peanut butter flavored bubbles. So, what? <sighs> it's already empty. I don't know why it's empty already. Mom must have had a field Did day. Did you drink it? Day. I didn't drink it. So, when you, it's in this like little blue tube. Okay. And, and like bubbles, you twist off the top and it's got the wand connected to it. Sure. So, you pull it out and it's very syrupy. It's very thick. Ugh. You know, it's like you can tell it's definitely like. Not just bubbles. Yeah, it's not just straight up bubbles. It's like syrupy. That's the only way I can describe it. Okay. And the wand's pretty small. Like the, the, the circles are like teeny tiny. But when you blow into it, I would say you're guaranteed like a hundred bubbles come out. Like it is a ton of bubbles. I don't know how they did it. And it's peanut butter flavored. Peanut butter flavored. So you blow out the bubbles, and they're flying through the air. On top of that, these bubbles are super. Um, what's the word? Buoyant. I want to say like if they touch the ground, they won't pop. Okay. So they're like they can go all around the room and they'll land on places and yeah, not pop. They're like thick. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, that's the only way to describe them. Yeah. Um. So I blew a bunch of bubbles and then started chasing the bubbles to try them with my mouth. Of, of course. course. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I would say it took me about ten bubbles till I actually got a peanut butter flavored 
uh, one. Like the other ones, uh, it, the flavor never really landed. So until it's a cumulative effect. Either that or just all the other ones I just didn't eat properly. Did you let the dogs try any? After. After. <laughs> I mean, they were in the room at the time, so they, could, they you know, they were there to try them. Um, but the trick hey, careful is... Careful with the table over there. What am I doing? I'm already shaking it. Sometimes the mics make weird noises when you shake it. I will shake your next baby. Wow. With love. Weird of you to think there's going to be a next baby. Hey, I don't know. You got a cursed house. I know. Um, <laughs> anyways. The curse of Harry Benson. Oh, Harry Benson. Anyways. Calling his name. Anyway, so I tried the bubbles. They were good. They tasted they like were, peanut butter. Yeah, you're, this is the freaking future. <laughs> I've never heard anyone say, I tasted the bubbles. They were good. The peanut butter bubbles. Peanut butter bubbles. Tasted like peanut butter. That's really weird. I was super interested. And uh, yeah, the, the trick is you blow the bubbles yeah. and then you suck in. That's how you taste it? Well, yeah. Because if you go whoosh. to like, yeah. If, well, not the, the I'm not on the wand, but when the bubbles, yeah, you go suck, suck them up. Um, but yeah, I they were good. That's a really weird thing that exists. I just thought it was fascinating. I've never in my life imagined flavored bubbles. It is kind of weird. Like certain things being flavored is just a strange, like that's weird. Yeah, it's like flavored chalk. It's like you take a bite of chalk and then start drawing with is it. Is that a thing? I bet. I remember when they had vanilla flavored paper. That was always good. That's a thing? Mm-hmm. It like dissolved in your mouth, but you could draw on it. And the the I forgot what the ink was on the pen, but it was like a strawberry like sauce <laughs> <laughs> strawberry sauce pen that's super weird yeah but it was good so if you wrote a secret note and handed it to someone if yeah. like a teacher came by you could eat the note and it was good <laughs> it wasn't you didn't just eat the note all right that's actually way more functional than i realized yeah it's super it was cool i had it in third or fourth grade or but someone then, someone else th- had then it. you like almost want to get caught so you can like right you write it like obnoxious things yeah. and then you're like oh oh passing oh, a note oh no the teacher <laughs> oh. and then you eat it yeah it was good i would just eat the paper by itself teacher probably like, okay uh, moving right. along freaking kids weird so uh yeah i just thought i'd throw it out there it's available online you can just buy a little thing of bubbles i wonder if there are other flavors like so it's beef. for dogs Four dogs, yeah. It's I don't a dog want beef toy. bubbles. Beef bubbles? No, nah, I'm good Dude, with that. Dude, I need beef bu- Not bubbles. Not about it. Don't. It was it was a normal color, too. It wasn't like brown, like peanut butter or anything. It's a bubble color. Yeah, that's what I pictured. Yeah. I don't want beef bubs. What else do dogs like? Fish-flavored bubbles? Ugh. What about dumpling-flavored bubbles? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I don't want things to be flavored that I can't just, like, eat. That's my problem with, like, candles. Like, I don't want candles to smell as good as they smell sometimes because I want to eat the thing. What do they taste like? Uh, wax. How do they get the smell to smell, but not the taste to taste? I don't know the answer. <laughs> that was a stupid question right there. That was. Ooh, that was tough. Um, yeah, I, I can't say I've ever wanted to just bite into a candle. Even with I'm not flavors. saying I want to eat the candle. Right. I'm saying I don't want a thing to be flavored like a thing that I love to eat, but I can't eat the thing. Like you don't want a cheeseburger candle. No, I want a cheeseburger. Right. I don't want peanut butter flavored bubbles. I just want peanut butter. Well, you can eat the bubbles. I don't know what the pure <sighs> liquid taste unbubbled. Yeah. Yeah. Did you drink? You should try a sip. Oh, I it's feel just like... like peanut butter juice. Oh. That's weird. It's like the oil of the peanut butter. That's what they did. Oh, curious. I, I mean, it would be colored, but it was it was clear. It's weird. Yeah. But I just thought I'd throw it out there. If you ever feel like getting uh, fun bubbles for the kids. This is the future. Peanut butter bubbles. Peanut bubbles. Peanut bubbles. Peanut bubbles. I don't like it. I don't know. Uh-huh. Man, the future. That's where we are. 
Yeah. Are we? Is that what? That's 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 all I got. All right, let's. I, oh wait, no, I do have one more thing. What? I forgot. Okay. What color is Blanca? Green. No, he's yellow. No, he's not. He's yellow. In the original Street Fighter, he's yellow. What? Mm-hmm. Only if you selected him with the wrong button. No, hold on. Let me pull up a picture because it's an interesting thing. A lot of people would say green, and that's kind of the direction they went. But hold on, Blanca. Uh, original. Ah, oh, jeez. Ah, oh, jeez, Brett. Wow. Um, he's green with orange chesties. No. Yeah. Cheeto chest hair. Dude, that's, that's green. That's dude. yellow. That is not yellow. That's absolutely that's yellow. That's a really light green. No way. That is YOLO. But that's not actually him in the game. That's pretty much him in the game. Look Oops. him up in the game. All right, all right. Tim just showed me like an illustration of Blanca. Uh, where's that's him in the game. He's even more yellow there. That looks green to me. That's yellow. Is that's this a green. colorblind test? I don't know. You're drunk. I think he's always been green, but the shades have darkened over time. He's yellow. Google what color is Blanca. <laughs> hey Siri, what color is Blanca from Street Fighter? She's ignoring me. This is garbage. Yours went off again? Mm-hmm. Why? I can find Blanca, Wikipedia. Dude, he's green. I can't deal with his garbage. He's from Brazil. I know that. Concepts and design, blah, 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 Final Fantasy, Tiger Mask, and the characteristics. Is that a characteristic? Colors? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess. After he completes in the world tournament, self-taught, uh, animalistic. Uh, all right. We're more, more to be discussed on this. That's all it says. What'd you say? Chlorophyll. I thought you said horror film. <laughs> horror and, film. And then I was like, oh, are they making a horror about Blanca? That would be sick. No, they just have the banana splits one. Yeah, that's weird. That's a callback. That is a callback. Um, okay, he's green there, but he's usually yellow. He's not. He's always green. Uh-uh. He's green. Do you not see how yellow he is right Yeah, here? I don't. Yellow. What makes you think he was yellow? That's, that's yellow. But what made you think that? But, you, like, when you were playing the game, yep. like, as a, as a kid, mm-hmm. before this stupid conversation, <laughs> what color did you think he was? Yellow. You've always thought he was yellow. At least in this game, he's yellow. You've always thought he was yellow. Not always. Well, so what triggered this new wrong version of you? Because, <laughs> because I've seen pictures. I've seen the light. I've seen, I've seen the truth. Since when? Since recently, when I was looking up Street Fighter stuff. He's green. He's not. He's green. Watch the movie. He is the same color as Dalsam shorts. Nope. He's green. (laughs) Dalsam shorts are yellow, and that is M. Bison in black and white. (laughs) What are you trying to do? Find it. Green. No. He's green. If you look at him next to yellow shorts... Then you know he's green. He's green. Look, that's yellow right that there. That is a yellow shadow. Yellow he's shaded shoulder. yellow. He's Put your phone down. <laughs> I'm trying to podcast. I'm trying to. Blanca's oh. yellow. Blanca is green. He Final is answer. Would you like to phone a friend? His alternate color is green. Idiot. And they decided, oh, let's stick with that. If you shake the table again. <laughs> it's not my fault. You got a weak table. That's fair. Blanca. He should actually be white. Why? Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's called Blanca. Blanca. Blanco. It's called Blanc. Yeah. Blanky. Blanky. He should be covered in blankets. Too bad he's yellow. Okay, I can't. Let's go play Meat Fighter. No, let's okay. go. Ooh, I'll play you afterwards. Meat Fighter. Yeah. Yeah. Chun Beef. That should be <laughs> Zen Beef. <laughs> <laughs> That's a better one. Uh, beef <laughs> 
<laughs> is it all just beef I puns? Yes, yeah. Uh, There's uh, got to be another one. Um, Ryu Hayabifa. <laughs> That's not Street Fighter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's Ryu's last name? Uh, fighter. Ken. Oh, Ken. <laughs> Ken. Ken's is, I can't think of any. Uh, Ken could just be hen. That's a kind of meat. M. Bison is already like a meat. <laughs> That's the best one. He's just a big cow. Uh, I, I literally can't think Bison. of ones. Are we going to the movies? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> ooh, ooh, let's go to the movies. So you stopped speaking of it, but speaking of the future. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going um, back? We're going back. Back. So uh, this was, uh, I don't know when this was. I don't know. Recently, I watched Back to the Future. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, I've... It's mostly been classic horror, but there's been a part of me that's just been wanting to catch up on some classics in general. Mm-hmm. So one night I was like, I'm going to watch Back to the Future. Is that so how you decided? I said it like that, which also reminds me I've never seen The Godfather. So that's on the list. That's a shame. Um, yeah, Those, right? Have you seen any of them? No. I just said I haven't seen The Godfather. Yeah, but you could see the second one. Why would I have done that? I don't know. Well, you're a kid. So... <laughs> <laughs> So, any who's all. Yes. Um, watch Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. The movie's great. Amazing. It's, it's really good. So, I was talking to someone yesterday, and we've kind of talked about this, that, that like terrible, terrible season of film where CGI was a new thing, and now if you revisit it, mm-hmm. it's god-awful, like mm-hmm. borderline unwatchable. The effects in Back to the Future are great. Like, great, yeah. you can like, you know, you can see through a couple of them or whatever, mm-hmm. but they look really good. Mm-hmm. And it, it holds up, and the movie is fun, and um, it's funny, and it's just like, it's just a good time. It's I, I equate it to being just a fun, wholesome adventure. Like, it's, yeah. there's nothing too, like, uh, what's the word, too intense about it. Right. You know? It's, yeah, exactly. It, it's a feel-good movie. Yeah, totally. Know? Um, and I think like the biggest threat of the, at least for the first one is him being like erased for for messing with the timeline, you know? Right. Yeah. And and yeah, that's like intense and kind of like if he doesn't succeed, he'll he'll disappear. But it's nothing that like like other action movies, it's like the world's gonna explode right. or or any time travel, like you're gonna destroy the future, like because right. of this. Like it's very, I don't know, just like self contained. Yeah, and yeah, a, a fun adventure. I love the movies, all of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and I don't I don't really remember two or three at all. I don't know if I've ever seen three. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm planning on watching the other two pretty soon. But yeah, um, I I just really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. Um, I. I started it partially because I was um, I was playing that Back to the Future Telltale game, mm-hmm. and we'll talk more about that in a little bit. But um, I was I think actually that's what triggered it. It was my mixture of like wanting to catch up on a bunch of movies I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. I was in like a major game kick, and because I was playing Back to the Future, but I couldn't watch it or I couldn't play it at some point. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm just gonna watch the movie. So yeah, I, I mean, especially because the game takes place. After the third movie, I think. Yeah, I think it's a continuation of the story overall. Yeah, so you probably were maybe a little confused at first. Um, it, well, I just took it as like its own story. Okay. So I didn't even know. Cool. They reference the other movies throughout, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Um, but yeah, in general, I just I, you know I just wanted to talk about that that mm-hmm. movie and that era of movies. Like sometimes it just feels good to go back to. I don't know. We're at a really like high quality level time in like film and TV. And there've always been like those next level, high quality, really well done, um, you know, movies or TV shows or whatever. 
But sometimes it feels good to like revisit a time where things felt super new, you know? Yeah. Like it, it was a little bit more, I don't know. I feel like everything I watch now is so like intense and mm-hmm. dramatic and it just was like, it was a nice break. Oh like, yeah. You know I think I mean? it's always valuable to go back and watch old media. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's so fascinating to see what they thought or what was new at the time, like yeah. you were saying, and to see the special effects and to see the concepts that were thrown around and, and even the way that people talked and the music that was playing. Like, yeah. it, it's kind of like a time capsule, you yep. know, and you can, you can get a feeling of what the air is like. Like, I feel like I can confidently say what the 90s were like even though i was five like mm-hmm. i was I, <laughs> five years old throughout the whole 90s you know um <laughs> that's pretty much my mind span is yeah. like 1999 like so i feel like i can confidently talk about the 90s because of the media i consumed dur- during that time that's funny yeah i feel similarly about the 80s i mm-hmm. guess uh even though i was only in the decade for three years yeah it's so. like you're just hanging out for a little bit but yeah i would like you've talked about the 80s before like you were you know a teenager at the time yep, yep. um but it's uh have you ever heard the concept of uh like a social currency um, I, I don't know. What it's, um, so this is like maybe the only thing I actually learned in school. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I probably learned more, but this is in my sociology class. And it's the idea that, um, people consume entertainment and media as a way to be socially wealthy. So it's Ooh, like, yes, it's a, it's a really cool concept. I, cool. I, I like took on to it. So like people obviously watch Avengers and like these Marvel movies to be in technically a social higher class, like to be able to talk to everybody about these things. Interesting. Um, and so the concept follows the idea of like, why do people watch certain things? Is it because we want to be friends with people? Like, are you watching back to the future because you are really interested or because you think you can talk to more people about it? Cause a lot of people know it. That's very interesting. I have definitely, I've definitely utilized media before as a means of connecting with people. Yeah. And sometimes it's been to my own detriment where I've almost like forced myself to watch or listen to something that mm-hmm. I don't ultimately like I'll recognize way later that like I don't even like that. Thing. That's the other concept to it. It's like there's something there are things that are popular and they're only popular because everybody believes everybody's into it. But no one actually likes it in the end. That's it's, wild. And it's so Is funny. Is there a name for that? Um I have the term written down somewhere, yeah. but um yeah, it's something um Ah, I forgot the name, but the whole concept, if you want to look it up, is social currency. Is okay, that, that's yeah. the main topic. And um, what else? There was the idea that... Um, that's really cool. That people... Um, oh, uh, like new relationships can start because of certain media you're watching. Yeah. Like you would never talk to people beforehand about anime, but now that you're watching more anime, now you feel more confident to talk to people that you assume watch anime. Oh, dude. And it gives you like a whole layer of confidence depending on what you uh, consume entertainment-wise. That's super interesting. So Mm -hmm. I will say that like that's probably helped me form like the majority of my relationships in my life, definitely Mm -hmm. like my strong ones, because I've... I'm like my eclectic consumption of media. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as someone brings, like that's kind of how I try to connect with people. Like I wait for someone to bring up some genre of music or, um, or like just video games in general mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Yeah. Because I like, that's just my language. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's, that's super interesting. I never thought of that. Yeah. I've done that unconsciously and sometimes consciously. Like I've, I watched a documentary fairly recently because of a conversation I had with a barber one time, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know what? I'm probably gonna get my hair cut by that guy again. I'm gonna watch this documentary Just he's so talking you about, talk so that we have something to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome, and and yeah. that's kind of the cool thing about it is because these people 
want to share these experiences and and if you like the person enough you'll also do the same you know you'll you'll be like oh i'll check this thing out so i can be able to talk to him next time right um and it's funny because it says that concept doesn't have anything to do with uh wealth like there's mm. uh, so if you're a rich person you know generally people like a, of a higher class like rich people communicate with rich people and stuff but the social currency on the other side, it doesn't matter what your race is, what your gender is. It doesn't matter if you have, if you're rich in this social currency, then you can talk to anybody about anything. It bridges that gap. Yeah. As opposed to like, if you look at a currency and like, if people are rich, you'll want to talk to that. It says it's, it's a cool way to look at how people communicate. That is cool. Mm -hmm. This is in my sociology class. Dang. Yeah. But I always thought that was interesting to think. And I would consider myself probably a socially wealthy person. Like, I want, oh, a, yeah. yeah, like I, my goal is to like consume all kinds of media so I can talk to people about all kinds of things. Yeah. And that's, that's, so I was like, okay, I don't need a lot of money. I just need a lot of entertainment. That's all it that's is. A, that's all you, you need. You need a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, honestly, in, in, in my case too, it's gotten me involved in a lot of like, um, like even just making music and playing shows in different, uh, like atmospheres mm-hmm. and building relationships in that way. Yeah. So it's, yeah. I mean, that's definitely the the most important currency to me i think so you what know? do you think is most valuable right now uh in regards to that like social currency yeah like what do you um, think you netflix know? netflix so yep. you're saying if people have netflix mm-hmm. it, it gives them the like the best uh, social or value? i would say i would say tv in general mm-hmm. um because like the if the um, if the value of social currency is the volume of people it allows you to communicate with, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be TV because I think of like The Walking Dead for years. I think of Game of Thrones. I think of Stranger Things. That's true. Yeah. I feel like TV shows definitely dominate. People will talk about movies for a long time, but because TV shows last for so yeah. long, they it's constantly a, things talk about. It's a longer experience, which mm-hmm. I remember um, this didn't really click until I was reading this interview with Joss Whedon and he was saying how... Um, his favorite uh, mode of storytelling is TV because mm-hmm. in a movie you have this like sort of uh, you know a, a finite amount of time to tell a story in where a TV show you have you can do lengthy episodes like hour long episodes you can do ten of them right or twenty five of them mm-hmm. and um, you can tell a longer story so that's going to be a longer more immersive experience and you're going to have more things to talk to people about mm-hmm. and it will last longer where people will be like oh you ha-. like uh, I'm watching Haunting of Hill House right now mm-hmm. I have had multiple conversations this past week with a couple of friends of mine about like the acting and the storytelling and certain scenes like mm-hmm. over and over and over again and it's a continued ongoing conversation where I'll finish an episode and I'll go to that person and be like I just finished this episode here's what happened yeah and, and they'll yeah. be like oh that's the one where this and this and this mm-hmm. um so I think that's probably the most valuable right now yeah no that's smart i honestly yeah i was leaning uh personally towards like marvel movies but mm-hmm. i think i think you you're more correct that's a big one like i think in movies that's one of the most because it's such a wide audience, but mm-hmm. I think movies are a little bit too quick, come and go. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like, you have those people who are not Marvel people, so they right. just, like, don't really vibe with it. Right. And then I think music is so sparse now and so oversaturated mm-hmm. that you don't... When you connect with someone on it, it's big. Like, mm-hmm. when I find someone who, like, really loves a band that I really love, mm-hmm. we, like, we go in on that. But then there's a lot of stuff, like, there's a lot of modern hip-hop that I don't... 
I don't necessarily not like it, but it's not mm-hmm. like what I put on. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, for instance, I work with a lot of people who are younger than me and didn't don't listen to like the eras of hip hop and the like hip hop scenes that I was really into. Yeah. They either weren't really into or aren't privy to. And some of the stuff that they're really into, I'm just like, I haven't heard albums by these artists at all. Right. So I don't have that to talk about. So we end up talking about video games and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So that's that's the value of having different forms of entertainment because yes. i'll land wherever mm-hmm. like i don't my curiosity and interest gets peaked so quickly mm-hmm. that i'll be like what do you, oh you watch marvel movies oh you don't okay i don't care what do you uh you like oh you play you play video games yep. okay sick all right <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. what we games do you play it. tell me about them yeah <laughs> yep and i think i think that's awesome that that we i think it's certainly the times too like it i think it's easier for people to to consume this media and to like back in the day, yes, I feel like it wasn't as easy for everybody to watch Dragon Ball Z or play Super Mario Brothers. They're like, you yeah, know, it was yeah. it's way more wide reach now. Yes, exactly. Um, but that's cool, and I think what you were saying about the music that's interesting because you can get really obscure because there's so much out there. Right. So if you find someone like you said that you really vibe on with with a band and they're so obscure, like that feels like such a good connection because you're like, man, what else do they like if they like this? Exactly. What yeah. else do we have to work with yeah. here? You know. And then you find like a super. So then you could get down to like. In certain situations, certain things have a much higher value. Mm-hmm. So, like, almost everybody I know hates Spider-Man 3. One of my friends, Alan, and I basically largely bonded over our love for that movie mm-hmm. because of how much we love Sam Raimi. So the value of that was, like, way up. Because so if you found someone else that likes Spider-Man 3, you would find them to be a more desirable person to talk to? Well, just the value of that particular currency, in this mm-hmm. case being Spider-Man 3, yeah. is m- way higher between me and Alan mm-hmm. because nobody else likes that that's movie. So, I love That's awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like the really obscure thing, mm-hmm. the value of that goes way up. It's when, worth way more. Because out of 100 people, two mm-hmm. people are really into it. So it makes it a rare thing. Right. Mm-hmm. If out of 100 people, 90 people have seen Spider-Man Far From Home and they really liked it, mm-hmm then there's value there, but it's spread a little bit thinner. Yeah. So it just, you know what I mean? Yeah, because like, you, you'll you talk to so many people about it, and you're like, oh, that's cool. Like, everybody likes it. Yeah. But to find stuff that, like, not as many people like. I yeah. think the value goes up there yep. a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I have, uh, at work, I've related to a ton of people for all different kinds of reasons. Mm-hmm. There are a couple, like, one of the biggest things to me is relating with um, two guys in particular at work about... Um, the first Ninja Turtles movie, mm-hmm. and that is like, I will talk about that all day. Yep. And like, that's I, your sweet spot. That's whenever like, whenever I quote it, they know what I'm right quoting. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there's a lot of value on that right there. Yep. So I don't know. That's just an interesting thing. That is to that's think super about. cool. And uh, and everybody, their highest value things are worth are different. You know, it's, right? They'll and, all be different. And to gauge that with people and to find people who agree with that, that's so cool. That's I don't know. Cool. This, Whole concept in general. It's also cool too, like when you find someone who values something a lot and you don't mm-hmm. get it. Mm-hmm. If you look at that, like weird, I've never been that interested in that thing. And then they start telling you why it's valuable to them, and then you watch it or you know experience it with like their perspective. Yeah, and th- that, and then you start to value it more. It's kind of cool. That That's is cool. Yeah, I like this. <laughs> good stuff. Also, I'm going to need everybody to relax about me liking Spider-Man 3. I don't feel like going into it right now. I'll say it's fine. It's the, a fine I'm movie. Just, here's, I'll explain it like this. Everyone thinks the little dance scene is the mm-hmm. worst. It's the best. It's, it's, and especially, and this will go right back to the conversation. You have showed me 
what Sam Raimi is like. Yeah. And so that scene makes more sense to me after watching Evil Dead 2. Like, so it's, great. it's his style. Yep. It's, and so, um, you know, it doesn't bug me. I got to see it again because it's been a long time. It's been time. a long time yeah. for me, too. Long time since I've seen it. But, um, yeah, no, you know, I'm fine with it. It's fine. It's fine. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. You know what else is fine? Spider-Man 4. Huh? Did you hear about that? There's concept art for Spider-Man 4. Oh, I game. think I did. I, we, I think that, we talked yeah. about it on a podcast, but it might be a dead one. I don't remember. I don't remember either. But there, it was in the works, but the movie never got made, so neither did the game. Oh. But it looked cool. Well, great. Anyways, what? Remember the first person Mega Man game that never got made? <sighs> remember Silent Hills that never, never got made? Yeah, I knew we were going there. There's a lot that just gets kind of swept under the rug. Uh, let's go to video games. Okay. Video games. Here's your chance. Do your dance. That's it. Space Jam. Space Jam. Going to see Space Jam 2? I'll see Space Jam 2. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'll watch it. The first movie was so short. It really is. It's like 74 minutes long. Yeah. yeah. And they like... Yeah, because I've seen it recently, actually. And, and they go... And the basketball game's like 60 minutes of it. Like, that's yeah. the whole movie. It's yeah, just them exactly. playing the game. Uh, but it's good. God, I loved that movie. When I was a kid, mm-hmm. I went and saw that movie. I was so obsessed with basketball. Basketball in the 90s was like the best teams. Oh, we're going to have to start a sports section. <laughs> no, but like, I remember I saw that movie mm-hmm. and loved cartoons, yep. loved basketball. I know, what a smart combination to mix sports so and, smart. and Looney Tunes. Right? Like, and then my dad took me to the Basketball Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. and it was like the best How? time ever. What? Does it uh, explain it to me? I've never been the Hall so. of Fame. Yeah. So it was. I mean, first of all, I must have been like somewhere between like eight and ten years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, but they just have like the history of like the beginnings of the game and like the shoes that were worn, like actual pairs of shoes that were worn in game, like the first games. Were they um, Converse? Oh well, not Converse. Oh, did they? There were some Converse. That's there, yeah. cool. Um, were they like beat up and like? Oh yeah, rough? yeah, like, completely murdered. And mm-hmm. then. Um, you know, just old photos, um, old basketballs from like really important games, mm-hmm. um, you know, jerseys signed, bunch of Michael Jordan memorabilia and stuff like that. Of and, um, just so much cool stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and I could honestly probably go to like any museum about any concept and mm-hmm. really enjoy it. Um, and that was, it was just super fun. It yeah. was really cool. I think it's in Connecticut. Not too far. I don't know. I'm going to look it up. because I Or you look I, it up. I don't I'm going to lick it up. 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 Sweet cheese. Um, what would you say? Sweet cheese. Oh, sweet cheese. Sweet cheese. Oh, hey, man. You want the sweet cheese? Um, But you saying you've watched it. So did you see it in the theater a bunch, or did you get it on VHS and played it over and over again? Both. Both. Yeah. Really? Um, Yeah, because I was thinking about it the other day, how many times I've seen the three commercials at the end of the Pokemon VHS. Yeah, yeah. And we've talked about this before, but were there commercials on that, on uh, Space Jam? Not that that I remember on that one. Mm -hmm. I do remember on the the first uh, Turtles, all the previews on there. What what were those? It wasn't commercials, but there was uh, like Surf Ninjas. Mm -hmm. There was one about a family. I can never remember what it was called, uh, but like a very like 90s teen movie. Oh, shoot. I can't remember what it was called. I feel like Alicia Silverstone was in it or something. I don't know. Um, Batgirl. Batgirl? You don't remember Alicia Silverstone? No. That's cool. That makes sense. You were like three when she was acting a lot. <laughs> what? She was Batgirl and what? Uh, either Forever or Batman and Robin. No. Returns? It's in Massachusetts, by the way. It's in Mass? Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. 
Hall of Fame, huh? <laughs> you want the sweet cheese at the Hall of Fame? <laughs> Hall of Fame sweet cheese? <laughs> I got to go, guys. Wow, it's brutal. It's a nice, yeah. Hall, a Hall of Fame. <laughs> sweet cheese. That's cool. Um, Anyways, who? Silver? Silverstein? Alicia Silverstone. Uh-huh. Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> she was either in Batman Return, no, Forever, or Batman and Robin. Right? I, it was Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. I haven't seen Batman and Robin. I think it's Batman and Robin. I've seen did. Batman Forever. They had the suits with the nipples. That's George Clooney? Yeah. 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 I haven't seen that one. Um, anyways, video games. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, I was uh, just so fascinated because I've, I've been watching uh, this series on YouTube called Lost Media. Mm. Have you ever heard of it? No. Or anything about it? Well, there's actually a website called Lost Media. And so the, the idea is that these are uh, like old things on uh, like cartoons or even like live action stuff, but generally they focus on like cartoon channels. That's cool, ads and stuff. Yeah, yeah. like like media that has been lost because nobody thought to pre- preserve it. Yeah. So, um, like there's this search for a short um, cartoon called The Clock Man, I think it was. Okay. Um, so this guy like randomly, and it was like 2005 or something. He was like, I watched this thing as a kid, and he goes through this big description, and he was like, it horrified me, but it was about this man who came out of a clock and took a girl, and they went through this portal and everything. So he goes through this like vivid description of it, and then later on, someone comes out uh, and they're like, well, he was kind of right, but it's like it's got all this. So it's all these people piecing together this short film. And so how it ended up, it was part of a, uh, a series called Pinwheel on Nickelodeon. Did you ever watch that? That, what you just described, sounds really familiar. Yeah. It's, so it's like this guy, he like comes out of a clock. It was kind of, I think it was claymation or something. Yeah, that's why it was creepy. Yeah, it was like horrifying to kids. And so it was a short on this show called Pinwheel that was on Nickelodeon. And, okay. And Pinwheel was like, it was kind of Sesame Street-esque, but they did just like short film films from around the world, but like did English dubs on them and stuff. Okay. Um, and it was like all different kinds of animation styles and everything. Um, but it was a short on that. And the rights to Pinwheel was sold to this company that planned on doing it like uh, reproducing DVDs and stuff later. Okay. But then the company went defunct. Like they, they went bankrupt. Interesting. So then the, the files went to a bunch of different people um, who were part of the company. So then they went through and searched like this. It was a team of people. And so they went through and called all these people up and asked like, do you have these files, this file, that file? And for years they were searching and searching. And I guess randomly at some point someone uploaded it to YouTube, but it was under a different name. It wasn't Clockman or anything like that. Yeah. It, was, it was the French version of the film. Um, and it was some crazy name, but someone found it. And, it was, and they were like, is this it? And they're like, holy crap, that's it. And so they've been searching for like 13 years to find the short. It's pretty creepy, honestly. Yeah. Um, so the, it's just a group of people who look for this lost media, like lost episodes, lost commercials. Of, that's really cool. It's super fascinating because yeah. it shows I've never even thought of. Like uh, there was another one. It was It was an old Disney short about wolves. Um, it was a cartoon. It was like a family of wolves and it was like a, a kid wolf. And anyways, but it disappeared. Like nobody saved it. It's not on DVDs or anything. So they're searching for that. Yeah. Um, and they just keep randomly popping up, but I just thought it was fascinating to talk about this old media. And so going back on space jam, talking about old commercials yeah. and stuff, I was just like, this is so interesting. I never think about what's gone. And then it took me down a rabbit hole of people uh, finding VHS tapes, uh, like unmarked VHS tapes and watching what's on those, see if there's any cool shows or anything. Well, that's what, I mean, I I went through a a time where I was trying to remember like every, if you look up anthropomorphic superhero teams, 
there's like a list of cartoons that like like Mummies Alive and the I think it was called like Cowboys of Moo Mesa and like all, which is like a team of of bulls. Like they're basically all made after, pretty much after Turtles became big. You know, mm-hmm. Street Sharks, Biker yep. Mice from Mars, stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then I started going down all these all these cartoons that I had like forgotten about, like Pirates of Darkwater and Mighty mm-hmm. Max and Gargoyles and all those things. And then I was remembering all these. There was some show that I think was Claymation. It was called like Bump in the Night or mm-hmm. something like that or Mr. Bump or I can't remember what it, exactly what it was, but there are yeah. these like fragments of things in my brain. There's a there's a short that I... Now I want to look it up and see if I can find it. Yeah. But I think it was just called Frothy Dog. Mm-hmm. And I think it was on Cartoon Network or something, but it was just one of these weird, twisted, like, cartoon shorts yeah. about a dog that a family took in and thought was so cute, but he was, like, frothing at the mouth. Mm-hmm. And I've never... Nobody has ever remembered it. I've nobody... mentioned it to a ton of my friends who are my age, and they always, like... My friend Brian always makes fun of me. He's like, nobody knows what Frothy Dog is, Brett. You made it up. It's not a real thing. And because I can't find it. So it's yeah. really interesting, those things that you see as a kid, and they register, mm-hmm. and they kind of, like, stay in your brain, yep. and then something triggers it, and you're like, oh, my God, what was that thing? That's the whole drive of that, of that page, of them, like, remembering fragments of things and being like, does anybody actually know if this was real or not? Yeah. Um, so you saying that, like, that's super cool. And it's funny because it's so personal to us because it's such a big part of our childhood. Yeah. Um, and whether or not it was real, it left an impact on us. You right. Know? There's numerous things in my head that I'm like, I'm not even sure if that was real right. or what yeah. it was. And Where'd that and, come from? And then when you find it later on, it's like the coolest thing ever. Yeah, You're like, seriously. oh, this is awesome. So right. Well, I'll, we'll look into Frothy we'll Dog. We'll look into we'll Frothy see Dog. see if we can find that. Yeah, more on Frothy Dog later. <laughs> Next time. Okay, <laughs> we're in video games. Sorry for that whole tangent. No, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so just a couple things. I'll, I'll link the Back to the Future discussion to this. Um, mm-hmm. I did finally beat Back to the Future, um, the Telltale game. Mm-hmm. Back to the Future, the game by Telltale. Okay. That's what it is. Um, so I, it left me with one main question. So I played the game. If you're not familiar with Telltale games, they're basically decision-based puzzle slash story games. Point so, and click adventures almost. Yeah, exactly. So... Um, you know, basically, this was five episodes. Each one probably took me anywhere from an hour, 45 minutes, two and a half hours, depending. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, it's kind of like watching five Back to the Future movies because of the length of them. You yeah. know what I mean? And I was going through them. The, the graphics are... The, you know, they're, they're not bad, but they're like cartoony. They're mm-hmm. like fun graphics or whatever. The puzzles are not anything super, super crazy, but it is, they do require, they're fun, but it's not like super taxing, right? <laughs> you're, so you're struggling with it. Well, because like, when I beat the game, I was like, all right, this took me 12 hours. Was it worth it? Um, I don't think I would have played it if I wasn't in the mood I was in for like nostalgia mm-hmm. and also like being a completionist and wanting to beat the game. Right. Okay. So I wouldn't say it's bad, mm-hmm. but... I'm getting to my ultimate question. Like, I, it was good to finally beat it. Mm-hmm. By the end of it, I realized that all of the episodes tie into each other. I was originally thinking, like, it's episodic. Each one is its own story, whatever. By episode five, things that you did in episode one, like, come or, come all the oh, way around. Cool. I mean, they, they don't necessarily... Yeah, they don't necessarily affect anything. This mm-hmm. was earlier on in Telltale's development um, or their, you know, game production. But... 
the so so the decisions don't affect what happens in the game as much as later on where mm-hmm. you have Walking Dead games. You say no to someone, and then someone ends up dead. Right, like it doesn't happen the same way in this game. There's not the stakes aren't as high. Mm-hmm. Um, there are moments where you're given like five decisions, and you can make every decision, and they'll just disappear until you get to the story progressing oh, one. Yeah, which isn't really a bad thing. Sometimes there are achievements for asking more questions than you needed to to get mm-hmm. certain information, things like that. Whatever. So by the end, I was in intrigued to finish the the episode and the mm-hmm. whole game to figure out like how the story ended. And so that was cool and that was enjoyable. And I did, there were a couple times where I was really getting into the puzzles and I was like, all right, this is fun. But you, ha- and I've said this before, you have to be in the mood to play that kind of game. Mm-hmm. There overall was one question that I was left with, which was like, who the hell is this game for? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yes. like literally, if I I am I am a completionist who mm-hmm. has this game on his console. Yep. I happen to be in kind of a nostalgic throwback mood, so I was enjoying playing a Back to the Future property. Mm-hmm. Some of the dialogue is kind of goofy. It's not necessarily bad, but for example, mm-hmm. Rachel came in a couple times and was like, "This game looks so boring. I don't understand. <laughs> what are you doing?" And <laughs> to be fair, like one time I played the game eating something and just waiting to press a button while people had conversations. Mm-hmm. Like you don't really need to hold the controller unless you're walking from somewhere to somewhere else. Yeah. And I just, you know, I was like, she's kind of right. Like I get why she feels like this is boring because you mm-hmm. just press a button and then watch a conversation happen. Like that's all it is mechanically. Yeah. And I just, I'm like, I don't know who the target market is. Like by the time The Walking Dead came out, mm-hmm. you totally have people who like love zombie games, yep. love The Walking Dead. The story's crazy. Mm-hmm. The, the decisions in that game are a big deal. There's a lot of drama in that game. Yes. When the Batman one came out, like I didn't play it, but at that point, Telltale had this, you know, they had kind of a rhythm going for mm-hmm. like what you do in this game is going to matter. And they're using these properties that I think really make a lot of sense. Like, yep. um, you know, the, the fables game, mm-hmm. um, Wolf, uh, uh, Wolf Among Us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and then, like I said, Batman after that with back to the future, I'm just like, I don't know who that's for. It's it's interesting that you you say that because you would think if they were to do anything else with Back to the Future, I mean, because Back to the Future came out in the 80s, so let's say you were a teenager at the time, yeah. you would probably be, you know, in your early 30s. Um, well, when no. Back to the Future came out, yeah, because I I don't know what year it came out, but it was like 2000. Uh... Because it recently got... The re- game you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. It okay. recently got released and uh, re-released on Xbox One and stuff. But I'm just saying the audience, I feel like people who enjoy Back to the Future, well, I mean, it is like a sci-fi nerd. I was going to say don't necessarily enjoy games or are the type that I would think would go to games. But then, mm. I, I mean, it's sci-fi, time travel, nerdy stuff. I mean... It is. So I would assume they would play video games. Um, Came out in 2010. 2010. Oh wow, that was later than I thought. Actually, I thought it came out in like 2007 or something. But yeah. Um. So uh, it's interesting you ask that question because it it, it is who is it for? <laughs> I don't know. That's what I mean. Like I finished it, and I feel like, like what makes you think that it's not just for diehard, um, Back to the Future fans? I guess it could be. It's just like, but like, how big is that market? I'd say big enough. I mean, it's a. I mean, I know that. I guess I know that it is, but like. It's not one of it's not a property that went beyond movies. You know what I mean? So to make like a They did have a cartoon. Oh, that's right. You're right. And they did have a Super Nintendo game, if I recall. That's probably awesome. 
Yeah, I don't I don't know if I've ever played it, but I don't know. I guess I guess I just couldn't figure out like for some reason like right in 2010 I wouldn't jump on an opportunity to play a Back to the Future game as much as I enjoy the yeah. movie series and stuff like but I mean, you got to think of it. It's I bet it's kind of a product of its time. Like adventure games were very were definitely on a lull at that point. Yeah. You know, as far as gaming goes, it was obviously before Walking Dead and that's when the adventure games kind of started coming yeah. back and becoming more popular, but um but I bet maybe the licensing to Back to the Future is cheaper. Like, maybe. Like, relatively. So maybe they're just like, oh, Back to the Future, people like yeah. that. Let's make a game about it. Um, that could be it. I mean, and all that being said, mm-hmm. I did enjoy it, and yeah. I had fun playing it. But I feel like I don't know anyone who I would, like, sit down and play that with. Like, I don't know. I feel like most of the people I know who play games... Mm-hmm aren't going to sit down and play 12 hours of that game. Yeah, it sounds like it's a lot. And I remember playing the first episode because that's all I did. And yeah. it was a slog. Like, it was slow. Yeah. And I was interested, but it felt, it was, you know, two and a half hours to get through an episode compared to modern day Telltale games where it's like, you know, an hour and a half, maybe an episode. Yeah. Even two hours, I would say. But I like the short the short and sweet ones. Yeah. You get a, through a lot much quicker. That Me too, because you have five of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's... It's a it's a pretty full game. Yeah. But it is a lot of just like talking and, and puzzle solving. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. It was just uh, I beat it and I was like, oh, good. I'm done with that. But a big part of the, you know. The only reason you played it is because it was on the backlog. Like, yeah. I would never unless I went through like there was one time I was trying to uh, play all the Telltale games, mm-hmm. but I couldn't find Jurassic Park at the time. Oh, I was, like, that their, one's fun. I actually I like that. Yeah. One. Mm-hmm. I think that was like their first one. I, think, I know they did Sam and Max. Oh, that's right. Um, I think it was Sam and Max. And, and they have five of those games or something. Really? Yeah, they have a ton. Crazy. Um, so they uh, they that was their series for a while. Yeah, okay. Um, and I think they might have done something before Sam and Max. But um, but yeah, I mean, to your point, I basically played it because it was on there. Mm-hmm. You know. And again, I don't like regret playing it. It wasn't a bad game. Yeah. But I was just like, man, like most games I play, and I'm like, oh, I know who would like this game. Mm-hmm. I don't know anybody you who... You can't place anybody, yeah. Yeah, the, who, who I would be like, you got to play this, you'll love it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know who the market was. Yeah. Maybe you just don't know enough Back to the Future fans. It could be. I mean, I, I do know... But even then, I mean, it's it, it's I a do hard know some Back to the Future fans. It's hard to suggest to even fans of the series though, because maybe you just felt like it was too not enough good new content to justify how long it. Well, took. that's the thing. I guess if you're just a huge Back to the Future fan, mm-hmm. yes, because you're basically like I said, you're basically getting like five Back to the Future movies. Yeah. But if you're like a gamer, I think this is what throws me up. If you're a gamer, I don't know a lot of people who are going to want to spend those twelve hours. Not I playing think, something else that's like... I think there's a lot of gamers out there who will say, you know, because there's gamers who like to play RPGs, and that's like yeah, that's true. 200 hours of grinding. So I, I could see that as a possibility. Yeah. I don't know how well the game did. I mean, I don't was, either. It must have done well enough that they decided to re-release it on modern consoles. It was released on iOS? Yeah, it came out on everything. It, I think it was initially PC, and then it went to consoles. That makes that. sense. Um, that definitely makes sense. And they re-released it. You know, not every game gets re-released. A yeah. lot of them do, you know? Yeah, I don't know, man. It was a good game. I just was like, I, I was kind of confused mm-hmm. is all by the end of it. I was like, I don't know who this was made for. Yep. Like, who else is going to beat this game? <laughs> you were probably the last person to ever do. Yeah, it. probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, pretty. I mean, it's enjoyable. Like I said, if you're, if you're in the mood for that kind of thing, if you are a fan of Back to the Future, I mean, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I could see, like, if it was a Star Wars game, uh, I could see how, like, enough people would want to play that to get all that story. And I guess there are the diehards of Back to the Future. It is a trilogy. There mm-hmm. are, there's a lot of merch for it. Yeah, maybe I'm an idiot. No, I don't know. No, I, I think it's an interesting question. You're an interesting question. Thanks. Um, are we in video games still? We are, I yeah. I forgot. Um, so Game Pass announced Devil May Cry 5 yes. as one of their current new games. Yeah. And Blair Witch Project. No way. Game Pass. Game when Pass. does that come out? Is that this year? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, dude. I didn't know that. Let me see. Um, so, yeah, that was um, as maybe some of you, I don't know if all of you know, but Xbox Game Pass, it's a, uh, what is it, $10 a month or $5 if you get the gold membership. Yeah. Anyways, it's 15 to $10 a month, depending on what you pay. 15 to $10. 10 to 50 Whatever, Brett. I got you. I got you. Um, but any first party exclusive Xbox game. Uh, is free with the service. Yep. Um, but on top of that, they're adding relatively new games. Devil May Cry 5 was just announced. They yep. did Metro. Um, they've done the Resident Evils. Yep. Uh, but so Gears of War 5, um, that comes out September 6th, um, and that's free. That's yeah. free with it. Uh, we actually, with Game Pass, you get it uh, three days early Ooh, than everybody else. That's sick. Um, so Blair Witch Project, that's an Xbox One uh, exclusive. Oh, so dude, I can't wait. Let me look up the release date, because I'm pretty sure it's coming out this year. I was just thinking about that game literally today. I was like, ooh, I forgot about that one, because I was just thinking of different horror titles I want to work through. Yeah, and so I thought I'd tell you that, because it, uh, yeah, it's free with Game Pass. So. Oh, my gosh. Uh, let's see. Pre-ordered. Um, but I was trying to think of the uh, August 30th? This month? Uh, like this, it's the 21st right now. Holy crap. So like a week, two weeks, if that's true anyways, that was just, uh, da, 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 da. It's hard to find. The also, spoiler thing. alert, we recorded this on the 21st. <laughs> Spoilies. Um, wasn't there something about Mortal Kombat you were going to say too? Yeah. And I forgot to do it last podcast. They uh, announced the official fighter pack, all the characters oh, that are coming. Everybody? Uh, well, it, it's five characters right now. Okay. Um, let me. I had the list. Da, 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 da. I know some. Which are? Spawn. Well, it wasn't confirmed at the time. But, but now it is. Yes, now it is. I mean, they've posted like Spawn's face. <laughs> They're like, hey, you want this guy? Spawn. Uh, yep. uh, sh- what's her name? Sh- um, I had the list. And I, lost uh, it. Sh- I keep wanting Shinnok. to say... I keep no. wanting to say Shiva, but that's Shiva. Sindel. Ah, uh, Sindel. Yeah. Sindel Nightwolf. Yep, he's already out. He's already so out. So it is the leaked list, but I th- there's one person on here, or there's two that I don't remember being on the list. What do you but, got? Um, so it's Sindel Spawn, and then right now we have Shang Tsung and Nightwolf. Nightwolf. Um, they're out, and then the other two characters, Joker, which may have been on oh. that list, um, and the Terminator. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. gnarly. I didn't mm-hmm. hear about that. That's yeah. sick. So they announced that for Mortal Kombat 10. It's, you know, the fighter pass and everything. Yeah. But, um, I was pretty excited. Uh, Spawn. 11. I, I, uh, yeah, sorry. I forgot 10 yeah. came out. Freaking. There's too many games. 10 years ago. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, shut up. <laughs> um, I'm really excited to see how Spawn plays. The last time we saw him oh, in dude. anything was Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur, and you can't beat me when I play Spawn. No, I. you can't beat me. Okay. <laughs> All <laughs> right. fool. When I'm Nightmare. You fool. Anyways, yeah. um, this almost makes me want to get the game. I still haven't gotten to play it. I do hate playing U.S. Nightmare. Yeah, Mortal Kombat? I don't mm-hmm. have it either. I, I'm I hoping it'll come out on Game Pass. Oh, soon. that would be dope. Yeah. Yeah. Because then I won't, because I don't want to spend money on it, because those games make me mad. I know they do. I know. Um, so. I, I'm annoyed at, so I can't juggle my love for fighting games and my backlog. Because, uh, what do you mean by that? So, 
for especially the fighting games that are out now, like there's so much content mm-hmm. and I have barely, I put hours and hours into both Tekken and Injustice 2. Mm-hmm. I haven't played them in probably a year. You know, and I don't have time. Like, I don't know how to. Yeah, you, you have to. That's the thing with doing the backlog is you have to make sacrifices because if the game's really good and you want to play it more. Yeah then you're just losing, missing out on time to beat the backlog. That's so it. it's, it's a know. give and take. And I give get it because, I mean, with fighting games, the, the whole point of them is to play them against people and online and stuff. Like, there's always a story and arcade mode and all that stuff. But if you're not, like, really playing online and getting the competitive aspect of it, it's like, are you really experiencing well, the game? Well, and I even hate the fact that, like, Tekken, mm-hmm. I, first of all, I don't think I've even beaten the story still. Really? I'm pretty sure I didn't play through all of it. Oh, piss. maybe I did. I can't remember. But I hate I, that, that sounds familiar. I don't know if you actually I hate did. that there's like 35 characters mm-hmm. and I've played as like 3 in the story in general. Oh, just the like cuz I mostly did competitive, like I mm-hmm. mostly played online. And so you got good with uh Katarina. Mm-hmm. I played with her all the time. And then I played as uh the Russian guy, I forget his name. Oh, um J- I thought it starts with B. I think it's a D. Beatrix. Yeah, Beatrix. <laughs> Donovan? Sure. Donovan? 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 Donatello? Derek? I don't remember. Darwin? Dar... Dar... Darcine? Darcinian? Yep. Anyways, uh, (laughs) you played as him. Who did I play as? Ah, Lucky Chloe. Lucky Chloe. Lucky Um, Chloe! (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, that happens in fighting games, you know? I know, Tim. That's what I'm saying. The only fighting game that I think I've invested a ton of time on and play as all the characters is Smash Bros. Oh. Smash Bros. is like... But I, you know... I they, do like it a smash. To smash. But they bring the new characters and the old characters in like every iteration. Oh, they so bring you them. Can work, you can work on them, but... They bring them. Tekken. That was the first Tekken I actually like played and enjoyed. Really? So, yeah. yeah. I played tag tournament a lot. Mm-hmm. Mostly at arcades, though. <laughs> Um, can I throw a couple other games and things out there? Yeah. All right. One, I'm honestly hesitant about how much I want to say about it because going in blind was the best thing that ever happened to me with this game. Mm -hmm. But I recently played a game called Oxenfree. Ollie Ollie. Uh, similarly to a Telltale game, Mm -hmm. discussion, decision-based adventure. Adventure. Mm -hmm. The art's amazing. It starts right up. And you're just in it, and you don't really know what's happening. Mm-hmm. And the way the story unfolds is masterful. Mm-hmm. And the it's very simple. There aren't a lot of things that you can do in the game. Um, I but, would equate the art style to almost like paper craft, I want to say. Okay, like, yeah. Like, it's like, it all looks hand-drawn, really. It does. Um, and I obviously use hands to draw, so it's got to be hand-drawn. Right, 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 right. I would think. Um, you can but, draw things with computers. Yeah, but use your hands to draw on the computer. Robot drawn. Burp, burp, burp. Um, but yeah, the game I found to be very aesthetically pleasing. Oh yeah, absolutely, a hundred percent. And I had it's funny because I started, I started it like a few months back. I tried to just, I had beaten a game and I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'll start this game. I have no idea what it is. Mm-hmm. And right when it started, I was like, oh, there's way too much conversation. I can't do this right now because I think like the kids were around or whatever. Yeah, I was like, I can't focus. So then I, I started it the other night and I played for like probably an hour, hour and a half. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like crazy immersive. And uh, like props for replay value. That is only, that is number two of the two games that I have in my replay uh, <laughs> um, group on my Xbox. They is, had to wait a whole nother podcast. To, oh no, we said 
oxen free. Never mind. I mentioned it. Right. But now, now it's official. They talking know, about right, it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so honestly, I I really don't want to say a lot about it. The story's great, mm-hmm. and the, it's a I will call it a thriller. Like I would say, light spooks. It's a light spooks. <laughs> 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 and honestly, it's it's sort of it gets pretty unsettling at times. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a cool like it feels like a teen thriller. Um, I wonder if that's picking up. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's it's sort of like a, a teen thriller mystery kind of vibe, mm-hmm. um, and you play as Alex, and she is on a little trip with her best friend and her new stepbrother, and you make all these choices as you meet a couple of different characters and investigate this mysterious cave, mm-hmm. and that's basically where things start to unfold. There's, um, like I said, just like this mystery, and you're trying to figure out what the hell's going on, mm-hmm. and the storytelling is so good because things you're confused about come back around at the end, and there's this this sense of like of um, suspense that just sits there the whole time and things get weirder and weirder and it's just ah it was <laughs> so good it was really well done as soon as i ended it i almost started it right away yeah it um, it does like the suspense thing so well because it keeps you blind for most of the game like yeah. you get bits and pieces of what the overall story is but you don't really get what is going on until like the end yeah you know right and so it's great because having that level of suspense go through the whole game it's like oh am i gonna learn a little bit more here or is it just gonna be like a spooky scene right. where where i had to kind of figure out how to run away from whatever this thing is right um so yeah i i agree it, it did an awesome job of just being like really good yeah <laughs> yeah i mean getting into the atmosphere is super important make sure if you play it you're ready to you know, really hear some dialogue, which is largely really well delivered. Mm-hmm. Um, the lo- lots of dialogue. You're going to pay attention for the story, but you are constantly moving and progressing. I think that's what makes it a little different from a telltale experience is mm-hmm. you're not like pressing a button and then just standing still. You have to interact with things to progress the story and you need to pay close attention to what your response op- options are. Um, and the music in it is great. It's mm-hmm. very much like a kind of an immersive experience. You need to be really focused and paying attention to to enjoy it and highly recommend it. It's probably only like a four to five hour play. Yeah, wasn't yeah. too long. Not too long nice at all. Nice indie title. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Yeah. You got anything? Uh, no, I haven't really been doing much. There's a game I'm going to play Yeah. called, uh, what's it called? Go Vacation. Interesting. <laughs> and it's, it's, uh, uh, you like play a bunch of like little mini games on an island. Yeah. But you're also exploring the island for like okay. little treasures and stuff. It seems like a very peaceful game. So cool. Um, it's simple. It's, that's probably what I'm going to work on next. But other than that, no, not much. Oh, you know what's the opposite of a peaceful game? <laughs> what? Freaking Outlast. Oh, oh. Dude, my I, heart. Uh-huh. I'm like, I have a list of, of like horror games that I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I want to play them. But Outlast is killing me, dude. It's so scary. It they oh they nailed the the fear aspect dude, to it. It's it's like terrifying. The mm-hmm. breathing, mm-hmm. like you, your character breathing. Yep. If anyone doesn't know what Outlast is, you you play as this. I, have we described it on the podcast before? We I don't may have. think so. No, I may have talked about it when I played Outlast two a while okay. ago. But um, start, you yeah, play as a fresh. journalist. Mm-hmm. You pull up to this asylum. It's been torn apart by the inmates. Mm-hmm. You walk in. And it's a friggin' nightmare. Like you, so there's nothing defensive in the game. You can't mm-hmm. do anything 
other than hide and try to journal things. And part of the way that you journal things and you, is you use your video camera. Mm-hmm. Your only source of light in a dark room is your video camera with night vision on. Right. It is bullying mm-hmm. the way this game is set up. <laughs> it's not fair uh-huh. that they force you. So there's also like a peeking mechanic where if you walk up to a door jam, you basically can just peek around the corner and see what's... Everything is built so that something can freaking jump out at you. Yep. There's like even opening doors. You can like kind of push them open and peek out the door. Yeah. Like not even just around the corner, but just push it open yeah. a little bit. And uh, yeah, exactly. It's designed to make you constantly afraid. Yeah. And it is. It's the tension is brutal. And mm-hmm. then when something actually attacks you, like you almost the whole time, you just want something to attack you. So it's just done with. Yep. But it just the anticipation, the whole game is in anticipation. And I feel like I'm never going to beat it because every minute I play feels like an hour of my life. Like it <laughs> the is agony of fear. Dude, It's so mm-hmm. freaking scary and then like in the atmosphere is i mean it's it's just so unsettling because it's flashing lights you're in an asylum there's Mm -hmm. just dead bodies and blood everywhere and then you'll see someone they do this thing really masterfully where you walk into a room and your character just starts like Mm -hmm. (sighs) like all nervous and then you start to feel nervous because it's like you're breathing (laughs) weird and then you look down a hallway and you see a guy like run into the wall and then punch something and then run into a room but you have to go down that hallway of course dude Mm -hmm. just it's the worst and they really they play with that night vision mechanic because you're you're killing your battery life on your on your uh, camera yeah and so uh, you can find other batteries lying around but ideally what you want to do is look through your camera through the night vision and then shut off the night vision and go through the room in the pitch black uh, because you want to save the battery. You don't want it to run out. But you still can't really see anything. No, sometimes it like it doesn't work out. But there are totally moments in the game where if you don't know where batteries are or if you keep your night vision on all the whole time, you have to go through the next part without light. The game won't oh just give gosh, you batteries, dude. you know? Yeah. Um, there's actually a achievement slash trophy to beat the game with only two batteries. Really? Go through the entire thing on the hardest difficulty without uh, with two batteries. I don't know if I'm doing that. Nope. Can't even play it on the hardest difficulty. It's, like, impossible. <sighs> um, yeah, I'm impressed at how, like... I'm terrified. Like, I love scary games, but I'm also terrified of them. Yeah. And I always am, like, impressed with myself that I make it through one. You yeah, know, like Outlast, like Resident Evil 7, like these first person horror games are so creepy yeah. and so scary that I'm like, I how did I do this by myself? Dude, I keep trying to do it. I'm like mm-hmm. I'm going through it like piece by piece, but I get I seriously like stop myself from going into a room. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, it's a video game. Yep. You need to go into the room if you want to get the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the tension. This game just builds. I think it's it's got to be one of the scariest games I've ever played. It's certain for me for sure. And I think I think what helps it the best is the gameplay is so nice cuz it's like parkour mechanics. Right. Like you you haven't gotten to like the first area, I should say, the first like um enemy area. And um that's when you start really seeing you can like you can climb over things, you can climb on top of things, you can shimmy in between stuff. And when you're being like chased by these monsters, your guy like gets a heightened sense of uh adrenaline and you can like bust through things like the the level of parkour you can do to escape these guys makes it so you feel like you actually have a fighting chance against these that's things. cool yeah i haven't even gotten to that point mm-hmm. yet like i feel like i've been playing for like two or three hours yep. i'm probably 30 minutes in <laughs> like you just move so slow dude for real like i'm yeah. everything's a nightmare mm-hmm. and i'm scared something's gonna jump around the corner at all times like it is just insane but yep. it's I'm, beautiful though it's really yeah, good i'm really enjoying it and i know it's not a long game either yeah. um but like i said every minute feels like an hour mm-hmm. like i'm just creeping around and 
it's I do like the moments where like right now I'm in a big foyer and you're kind of just interacting with things slowly and mm-hmm. yeah, oh I I don't know man it's it's very it's it's uh it's the stuff of nightmares for yeah sure. I mean I've like I said I've played a ton of horror games and usually what helps me out is uh, listening to Sonic music. <laughs> Well yeah, done, sir. Thanks. Well done. I, I was really, I was cracking a smile, but you weren't really looking that, was that much. That was, was good. Yeah, so you were like, you could, you knew, you knew it I was knew about what was to happen. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense, I mm-hmm. guess. But Outlast, I uh, I really hope you can beat it because it would yeah. be, it would be a shame that you have a game on your list that you can't beat because of fear. I, I'll beat it because mm-hmm. I, I, I love horror. I don't understand it. <laughs> I don't. I asked my kids the other day because mm-hmm. I was telling them about this, this scary game I was playing. And Simi was like, why do you like those? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and so and then Jazz was like, sometimes I like scary stuff. And I was like, yeah, man, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking about it and I was just hanging out with them. And I was like, Simi, why do you think people like scary stuff? And she was like, I think people think it's like fun to be scared. And I was like, yeah, I think that's all it is. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean... It's I will forever ask people like what do you think it is in people that like that enjoy horror or, like scary things in general because mm-hmm. this game is like terrifying. Oh yeah. I don't know why I want to put myself through that. Why do you walk through a haunted house? You know what I mean like a haunt during Halloween yeah. and stuff like um, that. Um I mean for me it's to laugh at everybody else. <laughs> but it does, that doesn't it, they I'll I'll say it they usually don't scare me. Yeah. I don't I don't um at least the haunted house like I'm more scared of scary games than I am of haunted Yeah, cuz you're haunts. in it cuz you're making those decisions to yeah. go haunted houses don't scare me as much now I suppose I'll, I'll tell you mm-hmm. that but um but the games it's like PT is yeah. one of the worst experiences I've ever had in my life. No, it's amazing. It's that terrible. Game's I hate incredible. It, it is so scary. Good. I hate I, it. Yeah, cuz especially what was, we were so uh like, uh, we didn't know. We, it was so unknown. No idea, yeah. You know, we knew, like, the, I, the everyone's talking about it, saying it's scary, and you you have a little bit of disbelief. You're like, yeah. eh, it can't be that scary. I've right. scarier. Uh, but then you go through it, and you're like, this is so, like, top-tier sim- fear. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing that freaks me out is, like, how could anybody be, like, it can't be that scary. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen some scary stuff. But then you, like, didn't know. I, yeah, I think scary. maybe you want to be scared because it's like, can I be more scared than I am? Like, the grudge for me, has always been the scariest movie. Dude, I just had uh, two people who are, like, big into horror. Mm-hmm. I, it's been recommended to me, but I still haven't watched Hereditary. Oh, They said Ooh. it's the, the scaredest they've been in, like, a really long time. I would say I agree partially, but I it's more of the movie made me feel, like, visibly... Or, Visibly, physically, physically, <laughs> physically <laughs> sick. Like I, the movie had me on edge for the entire time. Right. And it, it made, it gave me a reaction that no horror movie has ever done. That's what I'm most afraid of mm-hmm. is everybody who said that to me are people who like, I know no horror mm-hmm. and I'm like, great. I'm, I'm curious what it's like on a small screen. Cause I saw it in the theater and that's, you know, usually the ideal yeah. setup for a horror movie. Um, so I'm curious and plus it's been hyped up to you. So maybe it's not as. It's a, it's a wild yeah, ride. Yeah, but scary is scary. And I know nothing. Yeah. I'm, I'm still really blind That's going good. into it. So. Yeah, the only games that I've been really hesitant, horror games that I've been really hesitant and like have not played is Fatal Frame. But I've heard those are like... Well, it's that same mechanic where you mm-hmm. have to look through a camera. Yeah. Like, I hate... I... Well, see, the difference is in Outlast, you don't need the camera to see the enemies. Right. In Fatal Frame, you, you have do. to. So the game's third person. You know, you're walking around in third person, and then it's like, oh, I got to pull up the camera to see if there's a ghost, and then there's a jump scare. Uh, so it can happen at any moment. Yeah. In Outlast, at least, you can see the guys running around with or without the camera. Yeah. So there's kind of that level of difference. <sighs> but I, I don't know. It's something. I, it's on my backlog, so I'm going to tackle it at some point. I think it's the jump scares that are like. 
That's there. why you move slowly. You're like, I don't want it. I don't want it. Yeah, I do the opposite. I run. Like I, I'm like, if it's gonna scare me, let's just go. Let's just and do, I just, yeah. yeah just close one it. eye, and I'm like, here we go, oh, dude. But uh, Outlast got a good handful of scares. Too. Yeah, I think that's. I gotta muscle my way through it so that because if I can get through this one, you're good. I'm good. I I think Outlast is scarier than Resident Evil Seven. Although the beginning to Resident Evil Seven is scarier than all of Outlast, <laughs> girl, girl on the stairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I've whole, played through that part. That whole beginning part terrifying. is like amazing, but yeah. terrifying. I would it's say so scary. it's funny that's scarier than all of Outlast, but I think Outlast is just an overall scarier. Scarier, game. yeah. I think so, but man, yeah. What's the deal? I don't know. Uh, you know what's not scary? What food? Oh, we going to food? Yeah, baby. Mmm, delicious. Welcome to food where you eat some yums and you'll put it in your tums and then it comes out your bum. I knew that's where we were going to end up with that little jingle. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I have one thing to tell you about mm-hmm. and one question for you. I'm ready. One. Yes. Have you seen these candy flavored whipped creams? Candy flavored whipped creams? I feel like I've seen a Kit Kat one before. In my refrigerator right now is uh-huh. Reese's Peanut Butter Cup Whipped cream. How much does it taste like Reese's? A decent amount. It's a little bit weird mm-hmm. because it doesn't. I don't know if it's the the texture that's not like nailing it or whatever, but it's definitely it's definitely a strange experience because mm-hmm. it's uh, you know obviously texture of whipped cream, but you right. get that peanut butter flavor. Yeah, um, but it's good. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. And there's also a Hershey's flavored one, just chocolate whipped cream. That sounds. I feel like I've tasted that. Before. Yeah, I feel like that's probably pretty standard. But the Reese's Peanut Butter one, I was that pretty excited good. about. I'd try that for sure. A big reason why I'm excited about it mm-hmm. is I have a crazy sweet tooth, but I also, you know, I usually watch the carbs. Right. Uh, it's just normal macros that whipped cream normally has, which mm-hmm. is one gram of carbs, carbohydrates. So can you eat like a whole per container? Per taste. Per <laughs> per serving. Per What's a serving? Of uh, I forget. That's the thing. I think, uh, I think a serving is like... I think there's like 30-something servings. Oh, so a little... So, yeah. yeah. It's probably like a table. That's cool, though. So that gives you something you can actually like kind of taste that's not it's a It's not cookie. a cheat day. Yeah. I still get a little taste of tastes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Here's a moral dilemma I had today. Okay. I feel like I made the wrong decision. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you which decision I made. You did. Speaking of... Mm-hmm. Whipped cream? Peanut butter flavored bubbles? Low carb. Okay. I went to Burger King, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I got four bacon double cheeseburgers. No ketchup. Okay. Right. How expensive is that? Uh, it was 11 bucks. Okay. That's not bad, actually. Not bad. No. Uh, I took the buns off because mm-hmm. I'm a no bun kind of guy. Yeah. You're weird. They all had ketchup on them. Mm-hmm. The reason I get no ketchup is just because, A, I don't really like ketchup a lot. B, because I don't really like it, it's not worth it to me to get a little bit of extra carbs, you know? Yeah. Because uh, ketchup's kind of sugary. Right? Yeah. So I don't really care about ketchup, so I say mm-hmm. no ketchup. They all had ketchup on them. I know for a fact, if I went up and was like, listen, these all had ketchup on them, I said no ketchup. I don't want to throw them out. My friend here will probably eat them, but can you remake those? Yes. They're probably going to give me four more, and then I'm just going to save the original four for later. I see. But do I be that guy? Because you know you've heard people be like, my fries are cold. Yes. Give me new fries. Yeah, I would say. Uh, and I know that I'm fine with it. I know it's not that big of a deal. But let's say I had like a tomato allergy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
if it was me, if I got if I got four burgers, because the quantity of burgers makes a difference. Right. If I got four burgers and they all had ketchup on it, sure. I would honestly, I'd probably go up. Ah, the the main thing is that I don't. I'd wipe off the ketchup. Right. I, I would be too shy. That's I guess. the thing. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. But if you were, if let's say I had the confidence to go up and be like, "Give me new burgers." Yeah, I probably would because it's a lot of food. And, and it, right. And it kind of stinks for them that they had to make four more double bacon cheeseburgers, but they messed it up in the they first place. Up. And they all said no ketchup on them, mm-hmm. but they all had ketchup on them. And so you were going to say, these are for my friends, but you knew in your head they were Well, for I you. wasn't, I, if it got to that point, but mm-hmm. like I've done that before and gone up and been like, hey, this has ketchup on. And they're like, we'll make a new one. And they try to like take it. And yeah. I'll be like, well, we don't have to throw this one out. Like, and they'll be like, all right, just keep it. That's normally what they do. Yeah, I assume those... their policy is to throw it out so people don't get extra exactly. Food. Yeah. yeah. So I I would probably be like, hey, like I I don't really want to throw these out, but they all have ketchup on them. Mm-hmm. Is there any way you guys could make me like the four without ketchup? And then he'd probably just do it and right. be like, yeah, sorry yeah, because I that. think most people at that point would be like, ah, whatever. It's exactly it's not our food, and it not would our be business. four free burgers, right? Because they messed up. I feel like morally, it's not the right move. Only because. I don't really care. Like, it's fine. Right. Especially because you're, if it was me, I don't like ketchup. So I would not eat those. But right. I would do the same thing. And because I would hate for them just to throw it out. What a waste, you right. know? And uh, I was reading about it the other day about like carbon footprints and, yeah. and like what a single burger is worth in a carbon footprint and stuff, which I don't even know what carbon footprints are. But, anyways, all that being said, it's if you eat a lot of meat, it's not good for the environment, apparently. Um, Debatable. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, meat's delicious. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I, anyways. Um, so to answer your question, I would, I would ask for new burgers, but I don't think I would keep the other burgers. Well, for myself, I would see if I could give them to a friend or whatever. What do you think I did? I think you got the extra burgers. I did not. Oh, I just wiped them off. You just wiped them off. I thought about it pretty hard. Mm-hmm. But I decided against it. I would. The only reason I would think that you would is because um, you think very low leave. <laughs> <laughs> is that I mean it's it's cheap, save money, and free food. Free food. That's all. Free I'm food. Yeah. <laughs> and because I missed the dollar menu, and I would be rebelling because oh. it was two something per burger. Mm-hmm. And if I got double the burgers, that's like it was one something per burger. And you're back to the and original. I missed the one dollar McDouble. Mm-hmm. Good lord. But weren't you at Burger King? Yeah, I'm just saying in general. Oh, just, just, yeah. Would you eat um, Burger King? Has started introducing. I don't know if they have it at ours, but the Impossible Burger. Yeah, my friend Zach that I went with got that. Oh, it's um, there already. Yeah, it's there. Yeah. yeah, he got it. He said it's great. Well, I want to try it. Yeah, yeah, I, I would try it. Like absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, yeah. that's it. I was just right. wondering. That's it. That's all my food stuff. That's all my everything. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't really eaten any food lately. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> I've eaten some sure. food, but... <laughs> <laughs> Nothing of interest. Nothing particularly delicious. Do you want to play Outlast? I do. All right, we should play Outlast for we a little should. bit. So. I mean, I'll close my eyes the whole time. I've right. already been through the fear. So I just need someone. Playing. I just need someone near me. <laughs> you need. You need a <laughs> uh, what is it? A crutch or something? To, yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. I can play scary games if there's at least one person with me. God, I'm so scared. Yeah. All right. I'll let you close this out. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, everybody. I love you guys. Thank you for listening for 90 episodes or That's three. 
as Brett said last week, give us a five-star review. I'm just saying, if you feel like leaving one... Have to give us five stars. Leave us five stars if it feels like a five-star experience. Do you like that jingle? That was better than my poop shoot one. I don't remember that one. Was that? <laughs> I don't think is that what it's called. That's poop shoot. Poop shoot riot riot. Throw back a bottle of beer. <laughs> what? Do you remember Zoot Suit Riot? No. You don't. Zero Suit Gundam. No. What? Who's Zoot Suit? Z- Zoot Suit Riot. Riot. You don't know it? Here, I'll play it so that this. We gets... all go zoom. Let's go zoom. Listen. Is that like a real song? Yeah. It's going to start in a minute. Yeah. You don't remember this song? No. Was it part of the handful of demon ones we heard at the the uh, flea market? No. No, okay. It's not that old. Oh, okay. It's, uh, he goes, Zoot Suit Riot, Riot, because that's why I said Poop Shoot Riot. Well, it's a hell of a way to end a podcast, Tim. I'm leaving. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Episode 90. We're out. Bye. For every drink you think you drink, is it not enough to drink what you thought you drank? Well said. If you're not drinking enough, can you drink less than what you think you've already drunk? I ask you because I had some water earlier, and it was good water. But how much did I drink? That much, actually. Unfortunately, you guys can't see. But remember, if you are drinking what you're not drunking, can you be drunk what you drink? And I leave you with this. Drink water every day. Because someday there won't be any water. And then you'll have to drink your blood.